Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us all on StayOnTargetPodcast.com. Did I come in early there? Uh, maybe a little. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't quite ready for it for some reason. I'm not sure if it's just because, like, I, I haven't been on the podcast. Like, I had a whole vacation. Like, literally left for vacation at the end of last week's episode. It was, yeah. like, packing to go. Yeah. And then got back, like, yesterday. Yeah. And so, uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm still in vacation mode, man. I'm still, like, sluggish from, I'm like, yeah, no, everything's good. Let's not rush this. Let's you know, let's just chill. Yes, yes. <laughs> Vacation, John. Vacation, John. That's what I'm gonna blame everything on this. That's episode. fine. I'm okay with it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're good with it. We are recording, though. In fact. Yeah, that's good. That's because uh, that has been a uh, an issue. Yeah, like the past it, like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think last week's was fine, but the week before that, we definitely recorded like four intros. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, we're still we're we're doing good, man. It's that's recording. Great. That's good. <laughs> um. So. This week, we are talking about E3 2019. E3. Now, if, if if our listeners were keeping up with things, as they should, and if you didn't, shame on you. That's right. Um, last episode came out Tuesday. That's right. And it was Fultron and I, and we ran through every single press conference announcement, with the exception of the PC gaming show. Yeah. And um, the limited run games. Okay. I didn't do limited run games. Well, limited run games show like that one was only like, hey, we're announcing like the the physical editions that we do. Like they don't announce like brand right. new things. And then the so. PC gaming show. I have no like I don't have a PC. Yeah. So I didn't prioritize it. Yeah. yeah. I thought that like I kind of thought that Fultron would. I thought we would because too. he has a PC now. Yeah. No, didn't. And uh, he's like he's been, always been more into the he PC watched world. It. This thing he watched it, but then he was like, I don't. I don't. He's know just like I don't really yeah. want it. Maybe there was just he's nothing yell, good. He's probably yelling at us right now. Through there, the, there's probably just you know nothing, he's listening, dude. There's nothing he's good on PC. Now. Like PC. I love you, Fultron. There's nothing good on them. And no, so, no, you know. never. No, that's not true. That's a lie. I don't know why I agree with you. It immediately came out of my mouth, and then I was like, that's not, I should never have said that. I don't like that. Oh, uh, no. Strike that there's, from the record. There's pl- okay, it's stricken from the record, Chris. Good. Consider it. Just the jury should disregard. Yes. <laughs> any instruct, please instruct the jury to disregard that last statement. <laughs> I, I Do you not let it. it sway your decision? Uh, oh, man. It's done. It's done. Everybody yeah. everybody listening is, nah, I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, like I would, I, 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 it's 90 minutes, I think in 97 minutes of a podcast that you guys oh, put yeah. out on, on Tuesday, oh, which yeah. is awesome. And it is just, it's nothing like we didn't do a, a, how's it been going lately? What have you been up to? New, like it was all just straight up every press conference. It's just like announcement after announcement, hit after yeah. hit. So go listen to it. It was rocking. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you can't, in, you can't anywhere else no. find you know, that concise of a uh, listing of every press conference. Dude, there were other, like, videos that I, w- I was like, because I, I, being on <laughs> vacation, I watched the Microsoft press conference, yeah. and then I watched part of Ubisoft's, but then I fell asleep. Yeah. Because, um, like, it was... At which de- point? In the middle of Des- one of Des's naps, oh, and I was okay. just like, I should sleep right now so I can be, you know, and so I just, like, kind of, like, gave up. Um <laughs> and I will say, like the Ubisoft press conference, I was way less impressed this year than uh, than in years past with their press conference. Mm. Um, the pacing was just not not that great. Mm. Anyway, um, but I will say, uh, I afterwards I was like looking for like I watched a lot of the other press conferences, but I was also looking for like recaps where I was yeah. like, okay, well, yeah. what are the important things that I like want to know? Yeah. Like, what are the things for me? Yeah. And there was no place, no place other than 
the Stan Tucker podcast. Your own you could, podcast. Yeah, yeah, like it's like I could, I could just, I was just like listening down, like, oh, what did Bethesda do? <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah, okay, okay, cool. You know, so if you want to know a rundown in ninety minutes of yeah. what happened at E three, all of the E three press conferences, save for the PC gaming one. Yep. That's po- the podcast from Tuesday. It's yeah. awesome. We didn't do a lot of analysis, but we'll do some of that here. Um, I dig it. We really only only got like into the weeds on things like uh, um, streaming, yeah, um, cloud gaming. That Not as much as I thought there would be. Like no. I thought Ubisoft would no. be like, oh, and it's Google Stadia all day long. I but know. like the only thing they really had was the uh, what would they call it, the uh, Ubisoft Plus or something right? like that. Yeah, which I think was. Well, I think it's. I think that's cool. Uh, this is why I think that's cool. We're, mm-hmm. we're, this should be in our topic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the reason Gosh, I think that's cool myself in the face is because is, is is only the potential that it um, that I see through Google Stadia yeah. because it's coming to Google Stadia, yeah. which means that you can play for a a low fee, mm-hmm. play any Ubisoft game, complete Ubisoft game, yeah. on any screen that can do Google. Stadia? Google, yeah, anything, anything that can do Google Stadia, but, like, Google, Google has still been kind of cagey about, like, what devices, because, like, it's, like, anything with a Google browser or whatever, like... Well, definitely the... Well, yeah, you can do Google gr- Chrome, you can do browsers. But, I think, like... I think you'll be able to do... Um, iPhone? Yeah, because you can download Chrome. Mm. You just have to do it through Chrome, mm. like, at that I point. I see, I see. Um, mm. Unless, like, I, I just... Unless they come up with a native app, I just don't see them doing that though for every single platform. Yeah, I think they're going to figure out how to like. Uh, Chrome is their native app yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And honestly, like the Ubisoft thing, like that also makes sense because I like Ubisoft games. Yeah. Like, they're like rarely is a Ubisoft game where I'm like I just hate it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like oh I can get so but if I had the pass to it I would try more of them. I would totally. be like oh Far Cry yeah I'll give that a shot. Yep. You know 100%. it's like I've, I've you know enjoyed them in the past. Well, most of the time it's not even, like I think like to me the Ubisoft games it's always like I just don't have the uh, the time I don't I can't I don't have the time to invest in this huge game. Yeah. You know this huge RPG or open world. Yeah. Third person action adventure game. Yeah. Like, especially since <laughs> Assassin's Creed like Odyssey and Origins are both just massive. Right now I have Far Cry Five. Yeah. And uh, South Park. The what is the second the fractured, fractured butthole? Yeah. Which by uh, the way the stick on of truth. Console. On Switch is on sale right now for, for a really reasonable price, like I think sixteen or seventeen bucks, nice. something like that. Cool. There's well, a lot of really good sales uh, on Switch right now. Yeah, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation—they all have uh, great deals going on right now. What's really weird is that uh, NBA 2K19. So yeah, that that game, the most recent to uh, NBA yeah. 2K, on sale for three dollars. That's insane on every platform. On so every platform, every single one. So on on in Nintendo Switch, I picked it up for three bucks. You could also get it on your PlayStation or your Xbox for three dollars. Really? I'm pretty sure. That seems insane. It's it's really cheap. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This has to be an error, right?" Is I'm that gonna the, buy that's it. That's the good one, though. That's uh, I think that's the most. I mean, it's the most recent one. No, so. I'm saying that's the good. That's uh, you know, like EA was making all those other crazy, terrible basketball games. I mean, 2K is the good basketball game. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, yeah, yes. yes. I don't know. I know no, nothing I'm making about... a statement. I'm not asking the question, John. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying okay, that's good. the one. <laughs> good. Vacation John's like, I can't, I can't confirm or deny this. <laughs> well, I, but I can. <laughs> it um, needs okay, no confirmation. We, but we're gonna, we'll talk about more E3 later. Yeah. But first, what have you been up to this week? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, vacation, man. Nice. It was awesome. We went to uh, went to Disney World. We went down there. We, uh, we spent the, the week just... 
kind of social media free like it was just like no not not anything like formal like oh i'm not gonna be on it this week but like we neither of us really checked our phones yeah. other than to just like take photos yeah and uh it was a blast man it was awesome nice. uh, we, we we did a lot of stuff with des like that was super fun like the slow rides the slow dark rides are, are his yeah. jam which is is awesome to uh to watch him like watch the ride and like yeah. how how well will he be able to track the little mermaid journey or whatever yeah. and it's like he tracks it incredibly well which is wild like it's like oh this is an amazing like set up ride and uh and navi river journey we did navi river journey oh nice which was had uh, not done that before? we had not done that before it and, was cool and he loved it we, yeah, wrote it, sure. we wrote it twice so many lights um yeah there's and songs yeah and the music like yeah. as you as you go through the forest on the boat like uh that's like, the avatar ride that is the avatar for, for it's, the... it's the avatar boat ride right not, um, not the uh, flight of passage. Yeah, not the uh, not the thrill ride. Um, but the uh, we had like a fast course at the end of the night, and uh, they let us ride or like re-ride. Nice. And so literally, That's we cool. just kind of like hopped out of the boat for a second, hopped back in, That's awesome. and they rode it again. Um, but it's super fun. Like he was watching everything. Like because there's at some points there's things happening on the ceiling, and there's yeah. like little creatures that are jumping on leaves above you. And he yeah. was like super intrigued by all that. I uh, um, I waited was three hours for that ride on uh, opening day. I mean, the thing is. <laughs> I wouldn't wait three hours personally to ride it. I wouldn't. Ri- I wouldn't wait three hours again no. to ride it. Um, on opening day, I would have. Yes. And uh, and if if I could wait in a line and then just like bring Dez onto, I totally would do that for yeah. three. hours. You know, because yeah. it was it was an, it was like it's amazing to watch him watch the ride. Totally. So that's about you know that's about the size of that. But we also did uh, a lot of of um, food and a lot of fun things cool. that way so we did cool. a lot of snack experiences some fun fun unique things that we hadn't done before so cool. it's a really cool. good time man that's awesome that's what my week consisted of that and nice. then watching you know the E3 press conferences yeah, yeah, yeah. since I've been back we came back like and got in and then basically like that night I just like was like all right Don't now watch. here we go uh, open the all. floodgates here yeah. we go that's awesome super fun man yeah so um i uh I haven't done a ton of gaming mm-hmm. except for I my bowling league ended. Nice. Um, how did you week. How did you fare? We uh, we are firmly planted in the middle of the pack. Yes. Of the team of like nine teams at, in fifth place. That's good. <laughs> so it's not it's not bad. Yeah. It's not good. It's just right there, right in the middle. I mean, that's like a good place to be, man. Yeah. You're within striking distance next season. Yeah. You know. But I did. Um, I did it in my week. Like all my scores were over a hundred. Nice. Let me see if I can if I can pull up my. Uh, Just think, if scores. you had been bowling as well as the, at the end as you did at the beginning. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you would have done a lot better. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah, I mean, I want to keep. Bo- I'm going to keep bowling. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this. There's two couple things. First, okay. I'm going to keep bowling. Um. Yeah. My scores are 121, 139, 114. That's so, like, really that's that's legitimately like good scores. Totally. Like I, you know, I began. My, uh, this was only one of like, um. Well, my first like four weeks were pretty were decent, but like my my scores on average were higher mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Anyway, I um. About halfway through the season, I like made some some bad mechanical decisions on how I was actually throwing the ball. Oh, no. And it took me a long time to break out of that. Oh, no. Um, Did you try so, to curve it? No. What I was doing was I was throwing it different based on whether I was throwing the ball the first time or whether mm. I was trying to pick up a spare. Mm. And I don't know why I did that, but it was it was hard to get my brain to stop overthinking it whenever I would mm. throw it for a spare. Because, mm. like, when I throw it, you know, like, at the beginning, I can throw it pretty straight. Yeah. I can hit close to what I'm trying to hit. Yeah. But then I go in for a spare, and I'm like, you know, I'm, 
halfway like across the whole lane. I'm yeah, like, why? Yeah, of course. Well, I was doing it anyway. I think one. I think it worked one one time. And so you were like, oh, I'm gonna adopt this as my new strategy. Yeah. So on um, was it what was the most recent holiday? Memorial Day. Did I talk about this? That sounds right. Did I talk about this? Uh, no, you didn't talk about this. So on, the on podcast, Memorial anyway. Day weekend. Yeah. Um. On I think that Sunday night mm-hmm. is either that Sunday or Monday night. Um. Didi and I went, we were like, hey, let's go bowling. Yeah. And we, we found... Uh, like, like not with the league or no. anything. Yeah. 10 minutes from my house I, that I did not know was there is a 24-hour bowling alley. Wait. Where? It's in Smyrna, Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes but, sense. But literally, I mean, because I'm right on the edge. <laughs> but it's, it's... Okay. We went over there and like it was... It's huge. There's 50 lanes and like almost all 50 were full. Like there was only like two open Chris, at eleven thirty at night, John. Let me tell you about something about Smyrna, <laughs> Tennessee. There is nothing to do in that town. Totally not, but, except for bowl. Yeah. Well, and this so is, why not? This is the second bowling alley there, but the other one's not twenty four hours. Okay. This is the okay. thing. So and, it's, and this is the other crazy part. It's yeah. ten dollars to bowl for two hours with shoes included. That that's real be, cheap. Before midnight, after midnight, it's ten dollars for three hours. Dude, that's real cheap. Yeah. That is not like that is. Ooh, I feel like plus, it's like an unheard of deal. Plus, they have a whole, a whole bunch of food. There. They have like funnel cake, and they have it's like a carnival there, John. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a giant icy the size of my head. It was amazing. That is that is anyway. Amazing. So that night, okay, yeah, we bowled seven games, John. That's amazing. <laughs> and in the two uh, hours, because it's just the two of you in the two hours, so yeah. you can just like throw balls left and right, you know? Yes, and I bowled like so by the seventh game. Yeah, I bowled. My highest game ever. Yeah, and I had corrected my yes. my bowling faults. Yes, after I just like worked it all out. Right. Uh, my highest score was one seventy three. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's a great. That's a really like that's a solid score. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I mean, the uh, I I don't know if listeners remember, but I took the college the bowling yeah, yeah. class in college. Yeah. And they would always she would always like drill it into us like don't curve, never oh, no. curve your ball. Yeah. Because, like, it's inconsistent. She's yeah. like, the pros can do it because it's, like, that's just muscle memory, whatever. They, like, yeah. literally have lanes, like, at their houses or, like, whatever. Yeah. Know, they're just, like, curving balls left and right. She's like, but you, you got to bowl straight because yeah. that you can do it consistently. And she's like, once you learn to do that consistently, then we can figure out, like, what is curve. Right. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, people would try to curve their ball. And she'd be like, nah. You stop that. Stop doing that. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> and she would like, there was one time whenever somebody was like curving their ball, he's like, ah, you know, I bet you I could like curve my ball. And she's like, no, she's like, here, how about we bowl against each other right now? She's like, I'm going to bowl straight and you can curve and we'll see what happens. <laughs> he totally lost. Oh it was, yeah. It was a terrible, like he was oh, dated yeah. real bad. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> I've, a fun got, class. I've got a lot more, a lot more consistent on my strikes, a lot more consistent on my, uh, yeah? my spares. That's awesome. So yeah. Anyway, that was, that was the only like non E3 gaming thing that I have done this week. <laughs> I like it. And it's a uh, in real life game, like yeah. I, IRL game, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. So, um, we, uh, we're going to talk about E3 later, but first we have pick of the week. Pick of the week. I feel like I kind of let that one hang there a little bit too long. It's okay. And the, you know, again, vacation, John. I'm okay with it. Um, Chris, so this week on Pick of the Week, yeah. we are going to be talking about our favorite, uh, or I guess our most anticipated upcoming game 
uh, that w- that was shown that was shown in eighty three. So yeah. so yeah. So Chris, hmm. hit me with what your most anticipated game. Yeah. From E3 is? It's a good question, John. I posed this before with this podcast, but I had no answer in mind. Oh, really? So I, uh, which is a bad thing to do. Um, I'm going to say, I think the thing that impressed me the most was, and I'm probably, like, I'm, and I'm looking forward to playing, was Cyberpunk 2077. Mm, really? Definitely. Okay. Yes. That's, uh, that's probably the one. Was it because of Keanu Reeves, you know, coming out? Well, first, being like, "Hey guys, y'all first, are just the real, the realism of the and I and I granted I know that's a cutscene, yeah, but just the realism of it, like it. Uh, sometimes I I think I like put it on a Discord chat. I don't know how, I don't know how like games look this good. Yeah, sometimes, and that's one of those like times I'm like, how does this look this good? Yeah. Um, and uh, this was uh, this is uh, the first E3 that I was able to watch. Um. One of the press conferences in 4K, nice. which was uh, Microsoft, because uh, they uh, on Mixer yep. they allowed you to, and well, YouTube could could as well. I think this year, anyway, in previous years, it, things have not been in 4K. Right. I don't think anything else was streamed in 4K. I think no, they were the only ones. And honestly, um, I'm not sure that there was that much. Like, I know Ubisoft was 1080 60. There were a lot of. Uh, companies that that did 1080 for the stream but then would upload it in 4k later mm. like so i saw like on uh on i think it was ubisoft where i was like it was there was a listing for 4k like after the fact hmm. um but they uploaded it like a day after or something yeah, yeah, which yeah. is weird you know weird. somebody exported it to a drive go upload this later in your hotel yeah hmm, i don't know um and so uh i think it looks really pretty yeah um i'm, in, I'm interested in the story seems pretty cool um and yes keanu reeves at yeah. the end that was amazing that was amazing like <laughs> that that the exchange that he had with the audience where he's just like out there hanging out was awesome yeah that was like one of my i think it was one of the moments where i was like my mouth dropped open whenever the the doors lifted up and all the smoke poured out and it was keanu standing there and you're like yeah. what is this yeah yeah um but yeah and the thing is we already knew about that game it wasn't a new game announcement that's right but it's the first time we saw any kind of like um extended trailer yeah um and uh this we did not know about keanu reeves right right um mine is a brand new game like I, i'm bouncing like back and forth between a lot of these like because i'm like man there's a lot of ones that i'm like yeah super amped about oh yeah but the one that like blew me away and blew my mind where i was like this is amazing was the uh the breath of the wild sequel legend of zelda breath of the wild sequel um which just the fact that like they're making a sequel yeah. rather than it being like a oh game. a brand new game or like oh we have you know because like that's the what Zelda like that game franchise is is like oh we just now we reset hit the reset button and we have a whole new adventure with Link yeah. and you know Zelda and stuff except supposedly I heard, I was listening to uh, a podcast they were saying that Majora's Mask is a is, is, it's a is, direct sequel is, is, of Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. It definitely is, and so that's the only one. And that was a weird one because what they did was they, in order to um, meet a a deadline to have another game out, they wanted to basically have a game out within a year and a half or so after yeah. Ocarina came out. Um, they used the same assets as Ocarina, and then just designed a game around that. And mm. same, so same game world, but it's it, they twisted it in these yeah. weird dark ways where they they 
they essentially you fall asleep and you wake up. It's almost like, uh, or you fall down a hole and then you're like, it's basically what if Ocarina of Time and uh, Alice in Wonderland like combined. Mm. And so like you have that kind of like, oh, everything is the same, but it's twisted. Or it's like, you know, with uh, Wizard of Oz like, where it's like, like, oh, it's the same characters as this as Ocarina of Time, but they're like completely different now. Like he's a straw man instead of, you know, the uh, the farmhand. Have they, they remade that at all yet? The only time they did was they did a remaster for it for the 3DS. Okay. So so I could play it there. You could play it there if you wanted to. All right. Um, and uh, But yeah, like it, th- that's kind of what this looks like because it looks like, hey, it's the same world. It's a direct sequel, but it like it looks really creepy. Yeah. Zombies. Yeah. My, Who knows, yeah. man? I'm, I'm excited for it as well. Yes. All that. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm like... <laughs> This is probably coming out in five years. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's going to be a whole nother console by then. Well, I mean, it's possible because, like, you think about, like, when they first announced Breath of the Wild, it's like it was so long between then and the next, like, whenever it actually came yeah, I feel out. Like, I feel like we skipped Wii U entirely, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it came or out Skyward for Sword. Wii U. Oh, it did come out for Wii U. And on the same date that it came out for Switch. So it was just like, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was the last game of Wii U, and it didn't, it, like, it played not as good as it did on switch like yeah. the uh, the frame rate and things like that weren't quite as good but you want some uh, some runners up of like just like games absolutely that, yeah Chris. sure uh so ghostwire tokyo you yeah. remember that yeah that looks weird and it crazy super strange yeah. i uh that was one that i had written down like on bethesda but like the other bethesda one that i thought was the death loop looked death pretty, loop looked pretty really inter- cool. interesting yeah really um, interesting the trailers for both of those look so intriguing and so cool like the uh, with the, with the uh tokyo one um, like everybody just disappearing or whatever, and like mm-hmm. who's kidnapping these other people, and like mm-hmm. what's going on here. Um, but the gameplay, like who knows what the gameplay is like on either of those games. Like we just those are cinematic kind of things. Um, so I have no idea what the actual act of playing them is going to be like. I'm trying to remember what press conference had that top down. Um, all happens at 12 minutes is what it's called. Oh, that was uh, that was Microsoft. Was it Microsoft? Yeah, so, it was Microsoft. Um, I was reading a. Uh, I was reading. Um, a an article about that, mm-hmm. and they've been working on that game since 2014. Man, <laughs> and uh, it was one guy back then, but now he has that's like a, a team lot. of five. That's a long time. They did like a hands-on demo or something like that. Yeah, and like all the dialogue that we saw in the trailer mm-hmm. does not exist in the game right now. Like it's still like real early. What? And I'm like, where? Well, oh and, and, man! And it didn't have a release date on it. Oh man! And so I'm yeah. like, great. Like yeah. this could be that could be forever from now. Well, that seems like there's been a couple of games that Microsoft has shown in their like as indies. Like yeah, shown. like the, um, um, the last night the last is was night. one. Like it was. It, it looked, looked really amazing. Looked but gorgeous, but like who knows what that game is actually coming out? Years. Yeah, Blow took a really long time. Cappy, um, the one from Xbox that stood out to me uh, was Spiritfarer. Um, the one with the, uh, where you're like, basically, oh, I'm, I'm on a boat and I'm, you know, ferrying these different animal souls off into the, like, seem like you're taking their souls to the afterlife. Nice. And, uh, that one looked really interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, that one didn't really stand out to, like, I, I, I don't know if I want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, it's not a Chris game necessarily. No, no, no. Uh, the one that, uh, I'm trying to find the name of it. Um, it's the one that is coming to, uh. Yeah, so Smilegate, it's the Crossfire X. Mm. That game that's coming to Xbox One first to console. Mm-hmm. That looked it just looked really, really good. Like, yeah. Visually. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah. There's a few like games that are like where they're smaller uh teams or like experience like that I thought like looked 
real good. Oh yeah. Um, there was one in the uh, in the kind of funny game showcase um, about like uh, an astronaut. Yeah. Deliver yeah. us the moon or whatever. Yeah. And that one looked. I was just like, this looks like a AAA kind of quality graphically game. Yeah. But like it's you know obviously it's an indie so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that game man, too. So I, I don't know if like anyone who goes back and listens to Tuesday's uh, episode. By the time we got to kind of funny stuff, I was just like I'm just gonna read all sixty of these. Oh yeah, dude, and just, that's it. Like that's the thing. I don't have time to dive into these. And honestly, like <laughs> like there were so many good ones and they batched them in interesting ways. But like man, it's sixty games in in forty, 40 some odd minutes is yeah. like oh it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was it was real it was real fast. So uh, it was. That was one I couldn't really. So in, in Nintendo, I mm-hmm. watched after the fact, and yeah. I watched on YouTube yeah. at two times speed, <laughs> um, because I could and, see that, and I would stop it like and slow it down for the things I really wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I couldn't even keep up at two times speed, so I had to, like just watch oh, yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like in Nintendo, like it the the way that they do their directs, like they take they take their time. I know? wish so I could totally see oh, watching man. that in two. Times I'll speed. tell you, like um, I, Square. So I watched that late, like oh, on, after the fact on Monday. Yeah. Dude, I fell asleep like five times Dude, and had to Square's, rewind it. So if if I were to rank the press conferences, we're still in pick of the week, by the way. Yeah, I know Square <laughs> would be very very low. But the other, so the other game. Speaking of Nintendo's press yeah, conference, yeah. that I, the biggest other game that is like oh. I know when this is coming out was Luigi's Mansion Three. Like yes, that, that dude, one it looks amazing. Oh, it looks dude. great, dude. I'm so in. Like I know Luigi's Mansion Two Dark Moon was really fun as well yeah. on 3DS. So I'm excited for this to come to the Switch. I'm I'm really pumped. Are about you that excited game. at all for um, The Witcher Three on Switch? Not at all. Okay, and here's why. Graphically, that game on Switch is not nearly as good as it is on console. Because yeah. I remember they did. I don't know they, if that's a mobile game. Like, they I, did, I don't know if I really want that game on the go. It's maybe mobile games. I like to be have like I like them to be. I don't even sometimes I don't even like Fortnite on on mobile. Yeah, because I like them to be shorter. I can put them down kind of experiences at any time. At any yeah. time. Yes. And Breath of the Wild like kind of did did the perfect thing there. It was like, oh, it's totally. expansive, and you can play it for hours and hours and hours, but also you can put it down at any time. Yes. And it feels and great. maybe you can with Witcher. Maybe you can with Witcher. I know Skyrim like just never appealed to me either. Mm-hmm. Um, on It's just that it's another massive quest-based game like and yeah. so like it's uh those they don't just necessarily appeal to me on handheld as much yeah um the other, only other one that i wanted to call out was the in the direct it looked real weird but i looked at the gameplay after the fact like in their in their treehouse and it looks awesome is fire emblem three houses that looks yeah. like it's right up my alley yeah but it looked really is strange that a sequel to the, fire uh, emblem any of the other fire emblems no it's a standalone like so the okay. story like you know you can dive in there yeah um, i like that part yeah that, that that's a good idea that's yeah. good and it's it like combines like the the social links of like a persona game with yeah. uh, a lot of the like the, is it a, the tactical is it a RPG strand stuff. game no i wouldn't say it's a stra- <laughs> it's it's not a traditional strand game <laughs> what, is, what the heck is a traditional <laughs> strand game uh anyone who doesn't know we're talking about death stranding and uh he kojima was like this is a i would classify this as a strand game yeah, like what are you talking he's like, is about it similar man? to an action a, a, action game you know action game, it's a strand, but strand, it's a strand game, game. Mm-hmm. What, what are you t- no one knows that means man that does <laughs> not help it. i love it that so much. muddies the waters it's so funny finger guns that's right <laughs> E3 2019. E3 2019. So, overall impressions, John? Oh, man. Of the entire show, I would say it was a less impressive year than we've had in the past. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I think part of it is like there's a lot of developers or publishers that have nothing to show you know they don't have as much to show i mean sony wasn't there for sure and we've talked about that before we talked about how they did you know yeah. the reason they weren't there they didn't have anything new to show yeah 
Um, EA really didn't show anything necessarily mind-blowingly new. However, the Star Wars, the Jedi Fallen Order, oh, looks man. amazing. It looks amazing. Actually, I, I'm, I should have... No, I'm still more excited for Cyberpunk. I mean, of course, but like... It looks so good. It looks so good, dude. Well, and like, um, I think I mentioned this uh, in the last episode. Like, um, in the there was an article I read afterwards mm-hmm. that, and they were uh, it was a hands on review basically, yeah. and um, basically the reviewer was like, it's, it feels like a respawn game. It feels like a Titanfall game. Like in like you know the the abilities are are fast and snappy. That's good. Whereas in the demo, they didn't really look fast and snappy. Yeah, like they like it looks like they were kind of taking their time. Yeah, like it looked like oh, there's there's a couple of a couple of movements to 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 just wipe out a couple of stormtroopers, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas I my hope is that it just feels like you're you're I mean, overpowered. I'm t- and I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to get that parry move down, ever. I mean, maybe it depends on how it's implemented because that's, I that's never I never thought that I would be much for parrying, but I then parrying. I played God of War, mm. um, and they like parrying was like amazing in that game all right, all right. there was two ways that you could handle it you could either parry or you could dodge and i was like well i'm just gonna use dodge all the time but mm. then i started parrying and i was like "Ooh, i'm actually like this is this works really well yeah. and it's the same kind of mechanic in assassin's creed odyssey like for okay. parrying like, where right. you can dodge or parry and i ended up parrying a lot I of hate times, both those so. mechanics in any game yeah i they i do not find them fun ah but I, I want i want to just go spam buttons i haven't and smash either I haven't either necessarily found them fun, but in both of those games, I have right. found them very All fun. Right. Where right. like you smash buttons still, like you're like, ha, let me do this amazing thing combo just by pressing the same button over and over again. Yeah. But then you get to the point where you're like, oh, I can parry now in the middle of that, and then come right back and do more. You know. All so right. yeah. Yeah. I don't anyway. even like it in Spider Man where you have to dodge or Dude, Batman. That, it doesn't feel good in Spider Man though. It doesn't feel no. It never feels right in Spider-Man or I would say Batman. Like no. I mean, the Arkham I feel games like, I feel like, like it breaks the action. Oof, yeah, they're not. They're not as. Uh, those are not good implementations of mm. dodge All or right. parry or whatever. All right. So cool. Yeah. Mm. I don't. What were we talking about? Not dodging and parrying. <laughs> um, we were talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen <laughs> oh, yeah, Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and how like basically, I feel like every single one of these conferences had like the big thing. Yeah. And then everything else just kind of like was like, oh, and then there's this other stuff. Well, yeah. Like my, my overall impressions of the, um, so, um, after we record last week, uh, Fulton and I were kind of talking and he made the comment, like, I feel like so many things happened before E3 mm-hmm. press conferences. Like it's like the press conferences are before E3, but then there was so much stuff that happened before the before E3. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you had Google Stadia, they did mm-hmm. their thing, Destiny, um, yeah. Death Stranding, like those would have been huge, like announcements mm-hmm. in that same time period last week. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I think a lot of things happened before and then there were so many things that are coming out in February, 2020, which I have a list from IGN that I want to run down, like everything coming out in, in 2020 confirmed for 2020. Well, early in the year, pretty much everything was early totally. in the year. Cause there's like well, March. Because, I think the latest was May. Well, and, and the reason is because like if the new console quote unquote is coming out in holiday 2020, like Microsoft said, yeah. they're not going to tell us, they're not going to like, uh, reveal, give us any launch titles Correct. now. Well, that's what we assume is happening with PlayStation as totally. well. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, and the same with, like, a lot of the third parties. So, like, I feel like every single conference had their big moment. Like, we had the, uh, oh, well, Square Enix had their Avengers game, which was, you know, underwhelming. Um, we had, for me anyway, it 
there are certain elements of it I'm like that looks amazing but then certain elements are just like what are we even doing like i, don't, I still don't even know what the game really I is either. i don't know it looks um, like a mess dude but that, i'm glad i'm glad you're not the, i'm not the only one because like I, I keep seeing things online and they're like this looks like you're playing the movie i'm like no it doesn't this looks terrible well so it it may look like the graphics may look high fidelity like you're playing the, but i still don't know what am i what am doing? i doing yeah well i read some hands-on demo or uh, yeah hands-on demo like uh write-ups mm-hmm. and um you basically have different abilities with the different characters uh like and what's crazy is like they described i don't i don't, I don't even there's maybe the verge or something i can't even remember where i was reading mm-hmm. um i, sh- I wish i, I should have saved it um uh, but like it was uh they were saying like the hulk sound, feels like uh prince of persia you know, because he's like, he's like wall running and dashing and like weird stuff like That's that. That's strange. Yeah, I know. Um, Black Widow and Captain America both feel kind of the same because they said they don't have superpowers. Of course. But I'm like, but, but Captain should feel way different than Black Widow because uh-huh. he does have superpowers. Well, like he has super, 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 super strength. strength. And then, but then she should be a little bit more like agile or something. Or so they stealthy. Should, yeah, they should feel vastly should, different. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is like, so what you're detailing is like my fear with the game. Yeah. Ha- going into this and always has been where it's like with this Avengers game is that in order to do these different things, of like, oh, well, we're going to have the Thor's hammer and stuff, right? And it's coming back to you whenever you throw it. And we're going to have the suit flying around. We're going to have the Hulk smashing things. Like, in order to have you are almost designing for, for like, six different games. And unless it feels as good as the best game in that each of, each of those respective genres... Yeah. Uh, what's the point like you know because like i think about god of war like you throw the axe and you call it back and it feels so good whenever it does it like there's some magic happening in the dual shock 4 controller that makes it feel like you're throwing an axe and like calling it back but unless it feels that good to play as thor there's no way did you ever think you know what would make this god of war game better Is if I had a character that played exactly like Prince of Persia in here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or is like, oh, I I, uh, I really want to fly around in a suit right exactly. now. Exactly. This feels so good, but I want, it's not I need, enough. I need some anthem in this game. <laughs> That's right. It sounds like it's... it's mm. I mean, obviously, if you do an Avengers game, you have yeah. to... You can't just, like, make you be one Avengers character. And then they can't just be clones of each other. So, Correct. like, I get what they're doing. I just don't know if that's the gameplay experience I want. Yeah. I feel like you try to be everything, you're not going to do anything well. Exactly. I, I feel like this, you know, while, yes, I agree that if you're going to do an Avengers game, that's how you should probably do it. Yeah. It it just seems to me that's not, if it's not fun yeah. to do each of those things, or even the most fun, you know, doing most of those things, then why don't I just play God of War again? Or why don't right. I just play, like, uh, Prince of Persia again? Or yeah. why, you know... If unless they're gonna like innovate or be the best well, at those respective things, yeah. then why would I do that? I think because I I think like the, my interpretation of what they were telling us is that this is a basically a Destiny style Avengers game. Like it's gonna be online with four players. Oof. They're going to release content at, on at regular intervals, which also feels a little weird to me. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like this is gonna be this is gonna be a primarily online thing. Yeah. Because I kept talking about like, well, the mainline campaign, which mm-hmm. is the same stuff you talk about with like these, you know, shared world shooters or, you know, like MMOs. I, I, that's not, that's not really the gameplay experience that I'm looking for. Yeah. For Avengers. And it might be what somebody's looking for, but like again, like it's just not my my jam. Like it doesn't. If yeah. you if you pitched this game to me right now, I would be like. And they also that like doesn't sound like it's for me. Whenever they whenever they went around, like 
I mean, I love Troy Baker. I love um, uh, Nolan North. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're very, very talented people. But showing me, showing all the actors of these characters, uh, you know, sitting around in a circle, literally does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't. The only that doesn't even get me excited necessarily. Like for a movie, movie. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, even whenever we had the cast photo of like Star Wars and everybody was oh, that there. Was, that was whatever, the cool. Like, that was probably the coolest example of that uh-huh. because it was it was the old. Um, actors mm-hmm. back together again. Yeah, well, and it's know? like you confirmed essentially with that one photo that yes. all of these people are back. Uh-huh. And so it's almost like the, uh, the the Super Smash Brothers reveal like last year was like, everyone's here, you right. know? exactly. It's like that. It's the equivalent of that, but in a photo. But like, I mean, other than so, that, like, I don't I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I didn't need seeing a, fo- a photo or a trailer of Brad Pitt and uh, Margot Robbie and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio wouldn't have made me more excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's true, uh, and that's you know the, the I think a lot of times like developers will do the behind the scenes thing because they don't have enough ready to show, or because like oh we think that that's a good like trade off where we don't have to that reveal behind enough. the scenes. I would but, rather see them recording lines, right? But I mean, like those types of things where, yeah. like, oh, let's just show like not the game, but yeah. about the game. It's like yeah. game adjacent, so they don't have to show the game. And so I don't know. I, well, I would rather just I'm, show. I'm the I'm glad game. you brought this up because this was like one of my predictions mm-hmm. um, from a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And which we'll I, be going down that list a little bit. If I was going to label this as something, it'd probably be my most disappointing moment of mm. E3 because I yeah. was actually pretty pumped for. I mean, because I, I mean, yeah. in recent years, think think about it. We've gotten, um, I think. Uh, we've had all the Arkham games, Batman Arkham games. Those are great. I yeah. think that that um, uh, the Injustice games, like they're they're a specific fighting game, but they mm-hmm. were done really really well. Oh, and yeah. They treated that licensed property really well. Right. Um, that's how you do like uh, different characters mm-hmm. in a in a series. Yeah. Um, I mean, and they've done that before with you know Marvel versus Capcom or whatever. Right. Um, and then uh, Spider Man. You yeah. know, it's like we've had some really really great licensed games recently. Right. And uh, I was kind of hoping for another great one. And we'll see. Like, Crystal Dynamics is really good. I really like the Tomb Raider games that they put out. But, like, you know, that's... The whole concept of the game just doesn't appeal to me as much right now, so I'm kind of cooled on it a lot. The yeah. Marvel game that does look really good is Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, that one looks really fun. Yeah. For Switch. We've talked about that before, but totally. it still looks really fun. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. Um. One of the other things like that I about the conferences just in general was like, yeah, you have those big games, but then Xbox's big thing was like Halo on the next uh, gen, which yeah. is they also had the the kind of like oh let's discuss the the next thing you know Scarlet or whatever yeah. and like uh, and and they did and they did really I thought they they revealed enough but not not enough to like blow me away necessarily yeah like and I, I don't. I don't know that I was necessarily expecting more. Mm-hmm. I honestly would not have been surprised if I was wrong in my prediction and they hadn't showed anything. Yeah. This was exactly like whenever they showed off Scorpio for the first time. Correct. And like I th- I kind of I'm I I th- I think this is just like what they're going to do from now on. Yeah. Because you think about like if they are truly um if they are truly Moving to a generationless mm-hmm. future, which they are, mm-hmm. um, then the next box does not matter as much. Mm-hmm. So you don't need like a separate press conference mm-hmm. and like all this thing. You just need to say, "Hey, this is coming out. 
we'll talk about it next year. Yeah. And I mean, that's what they did for Scorpio. And then, yeah, yeah the next E3, they they talked about uh, Xbox One X. Give right. us the name, price, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel Unveiled like, the box. I feel like next E3 is when we're going to find out everything about the next console. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like that's that's going to be standard for, for Microsoft moving forward. We'll see what Sony does. It's interesting that Sony released like their tech specs a few weeks ago in the, that article we talked about, yeah. um, with, with Mark. I'd rather, I mean, honestly, I'd rather this video be there and it was releasing them than, than have to read a huge like interview. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like the, in this that was, case, that like fun. it is no as that. I was watching this video, I was like, okay, it checks all of these boxes. Like it checked. Yeah. Oh, they're, you know, they're, we're going to do this. We're going to do next generation ray tracing. Cause we already do that now yeah. in our current box and like all this other stuff, like that they checked all these boxes yeah. and I was like, yeah, this sounds like a next gen console. Right. And so that's all I really needed to know out of this. Yeah. And then, it, then they let us know it's going to be holiday next year rather than maybe earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, like, could have been. Which I mean, I just I just kind of threw that out there as a theory yeah. of like, hey, why wouldn't they get ahead of the competition and release something at the right. same time? I mean, the Switch saw success there. It really did. But and, uh, but honestly, it doesn't need to be there. No, and and honestly, like uh, I don't even know if you mentioned that in your prediction. I think that was did after I, not? The, I oh, okay. think after the episode, I was like I was like oh, I meant to ask you when do you think they'll do it? Uh, and then you, you kind of went into like, hey, they might do it like earlier in the yeah, year. So I'll back up. So I was originally thinking they were going to release it next spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I mean, so here's the, here's my question. But though. that was their big hit, you know, you was, think, was Halo and then the Scarlet. Do you think uh, Microsoft and Sony are going to head to head with two console releases next fall? Yes, a hundred percent they are. That's gonna be crazy. I think a hundred percent they are, and it'll be interesting. Um, we've already confirmed backwards compatibility with both boxes. Obviously, right. um, the Xbox Scarlet will have two generations of backwards compatibility. Right. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Did we confirm it for PlayStation? Yes, uh, Mark Cerny did uh, because for yeah. PS4 games. For PS4 games, only. not only PS4 okay. games, because the generation, the change, the change in technology. Yeah, the cell processor from between, the PlayStation Three. Exactly, uh, is a nightmare to process over to the. PlayStation yeah. 4, and so you would assume that this one's going to be no different. It's not going to be, oh, we also have a cell processor in there so you can play your PS3 games. Right. So, um, But yeah, it will have backwards compatibility with PS4 games. Yeah. Um, which is it's going to be interesting whenever, I think that in order for so PlayStation, they've sold a lot of consoles. They're selling so many games on those consoles. Yeah. Like They have a lot of consoles they can sell those those games to. I don't know why they would necessarily want to force the next generation, except that their comp competition is doing it. Yeah. Um, and so they, in my mind, I feel like that's why they'll go next fall. That's, that's why they won't wait um, is because Microsoft is going to go next fall. And so it's like, well, we have to be, well, there. if everything's backwards compatible, it depends on like, this is the thing. What we're seeing Sony be forced into is keeping up with everyone else. Mm -hmm. So like the, in a, in a, a, the small example of that is crossplay. Sony does not will, want to do crossplay. They don't like crossplay. Yeah, they never did. And but they are being forced into it because every other console is doing it. Mm -hmm. And in order to stay competitive, there's just and, and the same thing with streaming. All yep. of a sudden, they're like, "Oh crap, we're behind on streaming. We've got to catch up." Yep. So like, they, I think, will do some things. Like backwards compatibility, um, that they would probably never do in the past, mm -hmm. and they may even do some some version of 
forward compatibility in that the games that you buy for whatever the next box is, you yeah. can also buy for PlayStation 4 for a long time. Yeah, they've talked about how like a lot of the uh, the games that'll be on the cusp. So like you're talking about, um, obviously, Death Strain's coming out this year, but you talk about the other two, so Ghost of Tsushima and uh, um, Last of Us 2. Yeah. They've talked about how those are, are definitely coming to PlayStation 3, and my assumption is that they'll probably come to PlayStation 4 in some way. Like, or sorry, they're definitely coming to PlayStation 4. Definitely come to like, the, My assumption is that they'll come to PlayStation 3? PlayStation 5 as well. <laughs> um, yeah, my numbers are all messed up there. But I think that they'll probably come to PlayStation 5 as well in some updated fashion. Yeah. Because why not? Well, I mean, at, at this point, if it comes out next fall, you know, that's when... Well, you just have to look at... I don't know. Like, it depends on... It, because they've never done this before. We mm-hmm. just don't know how it's going to work. For instance, Last of Us, original Last of Us came out on PS3. Yeah. And it's out, you can play it on PS4 because they remastered it. Yeah, it's a remastered It's version. not a port. Right. Whereas, like, well, anything that comes out before the release of the console, like mm-hmm. Death Stranding is supposed to come out this coming spring, right? Yeah, so it was, no, yeah, that's coming out, isn't it November? This November. Is it next November? Yeah, this November. This November. Yeah. this November? Yeah, it's coming out in November, man. This November. So that would have to be like a, you either, it's a forward compatibility kind of thing, mm-hmm. is what I would assume. I think about the uh, the idea of... Or they try to sell it at, to us again in another remaster. There's possible that, but also, I wonder if it's a uh, situation where like, oh, uh, Xbox, Xbox One X enhanced, like that type of, a, we're living in that world on Xbox already. Yeah. And so some of the PS4 games are PS4 Pro like enhanced, not as much, yeah. like it's not as drastic as OG Xbox to Xbox One X. I just think like any but, any Xbox One game is be, is like they are planning on that being playable forever. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it looking great. Yeah. Uh, whereas... Like there are two versions of um, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, um, man. Two versions of Modern Warfare. Let's use that. Like you can yeah. you can play Modern War- Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare uh, in backwards compatibility and play the Xbox 360 version, or there is the remastered Xbox One version. I just don't think I don't think that kind of thing will happen on Xbox anymore. No, I definitely don't either. Because because again, we've had the Xbox One X, and it's not like there was a different game for that. It was like, oh, it's just download this fourteen gigabyte patch or yeah, whatever. Unless you know things get like so crazy that they're like, well, we can't enhance this anymore. Yeah. But then there's also things like you know Final Fantasy fourteen, and you know that's a three hundred and sixty backwards compatible version, and everything's been upgraded to like. Uh, if you're playing it on Xbox One X, uh, it's you know 4K and graphics and all this kind of crazy stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just straight up to the developer. Yeah, and I guess like that's the you know Xbox has gone out of their way to enhance a lot of their games, um, like their own games especially. Yeah. Um, and then they go out of their way for the backwards compatible games, like so yeah. where it's like, oh, we're gonna bring forward a, a an OG Xbox game. They go out of their way to like make the clean those up, make sure they're good. Like there's a backwards compatible team that literally just works through those games. Right. And so I wonder in my mind, like, is, is PlayStation gonna do something you know similar where it's like, oh, we're gonna dedicate a, a team or some resources to bringing forward and updating graphics. Well, I think I think they're gonna have to so um if my, my biggest criticism of microsoft this year mm-hmm. is that in order to get the full picture of e3 you had to listen to uh phil spencer's interview with um major nelson mm-hmm. on uh his podcast before e3 yeah watch the press conference yeah and then watch inside xbox 
on Monday hmm. because an inside Xbox um, is where they announced that they announced the last, the final, what they're calling the final slate of backwards compatible titles, original Xbox and 360, because the entire backwards compat team is moving on to making everything playable on Project Scarlet. Yeah. Like so, like they are like they're they're gonna have to go through that same process that they went through for Xbox 360 and Xbox One for, for Xbox now. One uh, games for Scarlet. Interesting. And all the rest of them, like they're they're gonna like they basically have to do it three times over now yeah, for yeah, Scarlet. Yeah. Well, like they've already done like they've already done all of those games, and so like literally whatever the catalog is now at this point, yeah, it's like well, free- we gotta have all of that, yeah. for the next. We one. gotta freeze it. Yeah. And add in all the Xbox One games. It's fascinating. That, and that need to be backwards compatible. It's fascinating. And like that's the biggest thing about uh, Xbox's conference that like was like why wasn't that part of the conference? Right. And I feel like that that could have easily fit in with some of the other other announcements that they made. Like they made the uh, the the announcement about oh the streaming stuff, or like they made a lot of like they detailed a lot of non. Um, game announcement or game trailer kind of yeah. stuff. So I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like that would have been nice to be in there. I mean, we've I mean, we've spent press conference time before on you know like Hololens, mm-hmm. and that's not even a a really a consumer product, right? Right. Uh, then we can definitely spend time explaining, hey, this is what we're doing with how we're and how we're doing backwards compat. I, I it just makes me be like, well, they really just want people to watch inside Xbox. But like, why? Yeah. Why? Well, and then you know you think about a two-hour-long conference in the first place. I mean, it was it was it wasn't two hours. It was it was less it was like than one, that. Yeah, it was like one hour forty-five minutes. Yeah, like but like you think about like how long that conference kind of felt and was. Maybe it was just a pacing thing. We're like, oh, we got to cut something. Let's cut that. Yeah. Um. But I also feel like with Microsoft, like the big hits that they have with the upcoming console, like the the Halo thing looked amazing. Like and and uh, and that was their big game, big pole in the ground. Like, yeah, let's do this. We didn't really see a ton of like Gears stuff, which I was surprised about. Like we saw yeah. the, the new game mode cinematic trailer, and we saw like some sort of a, a tone piece almost about the story campaign. And so I, we just didn't see a see a ton of other big things from them yeah um that were first party anyway well we saw 14 14 for first party titles right um so and some of them were like were, were world reveals now i'm not like some of them were like um ninja theories game yep. and it's like well that's kind of underwhelming mm-hmm. in that like bit. that's not uh, what i expect from them is a three person three v three uh pvp game yeah like it's an not, arena game you know? it's not really what i want but, right um okay it's what that, they want to make, so fine, you know. <laughs> sure, like I wonder if it's that, if it, if it's that, or like, or if it's it was Microsoft pushing on these studios and saying, "Hey, we want to release something soon. What's the what's the quickest thing that you want to do that you can get out quick, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then you can move on to yeah. whatever else for the next console. For don't sure. waste all your don't don't spend, you know. I mean, honestly, at this point, if they like they just bought these console or these uh, developers last year, unless they were already working on something, mm-hmm. then whatever they were. Uh, making needs to be for Scarlet in the first place. Right, right. Um, and so, like that, you know, that conference like felt that way. Nintendo, it was the same thing that Nintendo always does, where it's like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff that I I don't care about. Then there's a, a few hits in there that I do really care about. Yeah. And then you know, with uh, with Ubisoft, Ubisoft was the the most off 
uh, conference. Like I really liked Ubisoft. I like their conference, but it like it, it didn't feel like their conferences have felt in the past. I think uh, I mean they, they, the only thing that was different is that they didn't lead with the Just Dance song. Maybe that was it. Like they they, they led with the uh, the orchestra um, Assassin's Creed stuff. Because to me, it, it was better than the, in years past. Because really? half the time, yeah, half the time they bring. You know, like developers out, and it's just like super awkward. They're not used yeah. to being in front of crowds. Like they they throw these people in in this situation that mm-hmm. I don't think that is uh, setting them up for success. And I guess like this time, yeah, they did do they uh, they did more deep dives into some of the games. Like so, it didn't it wasn't quite as fast paced. I guess is what I'm was as what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, because we did a deep dive into Watch Dogs Legion, which looks amazing. Yeah, I think. Well, this is the thing. I was fine with that because they had to show th- that game off for yeah. me to understand what was happening. Yeah. Because whenever you give me the elevator pitch, it sounds corny as all get yeah, out. Yeah, it does not sound very um, like you're like, what's the gameplay of this? Like? Well, yeah. So like, hey, I'm going to be all these people. What yeah. does that mean? Can I just like, you know, I just jump around? Are they all versions of the same people? Exactly. Like, what, is, what is this even? And so I think like their demo walking through those three different characters like really helped me like actually be pretty excited for that game. Agreed. And like that was the biggest game that they had. Like that was, you know, and then all the other games kind of just felt, oh, here's more for a the lot of Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, I mean, or not, more... not Siege, but Rainbow Six in general. Right. And there's more more lead or not Legion, uh more uh Division. Division, yeah. yeah. You know, that... I'm, pumped, I'm pumped for that. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, um dude. and uh, that appeals especially to to like the hardcore like division fans, like yeah. people who've played the game. Yeah. Um it didn't necessarily like drag me in and be like, oh, I want to play this, but if I had played it i guarantee like well that's like, the thing like this i mean uh i don't know I, i'm not holding that hope that you're gonna play that game but it's amazing you'd love it we uh i, I mean my thing is like they they were do, pitching it correctly because they sold it to the people who already have it like they yeah. sold the dlc to the people who already own yeah. it and own the game and so like that's who you need to pitch that to yeah um and same with a lot of the other content with like rainbow six, six siege with like oh we're bringing out new operators and we're you know we're not ending the game like it's yeah not we're not developing a sequel or anything um the, I mean, there's a lot of that all around you had that with yeah. smash you had that with um, Bethesda's conference. A lot That's of their right. stuff was was DLC yeah. or updates to things like Fallout seventy six. Um, and that's kind of like again, it kind of goes back to it feels like everyone's kind of holding for next fall. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, the things we need to talk about, or all we can talk about, or want to talk about, are these updates to games. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and that's about it. I mean, it was just a, it was an interesting year. It wasn't like filled with the, because we're in that holding pattern for the next gen consoles, it just wasn't filled with like the big mind blowing stuff yeah. that I feel like next year will have. Um, Hopefully. And so you had mentioned, you know, last week on the podcast that you kind of hoped that this year yeah. wasn't as good for like Sony or for, you know, hope people would come back, basically be incentivized yeah. to come back to this. What like, do you think like that's what happened or, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, if, if this, I mean, this is just, you know, everyone's reactions. If, If I was going to make a determination on whether or not Sony made a good decision, I don't know necessarily mm-hmm. because right now I don't know besides Death Stranding what I'm supposed to buy from Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or when you'll buy it. And when I'll, when I'll buy it, will that hurt them or not? We'll have to wait probably through the holiday season to see. Yeah. 
I guess I think about like this the the fact that like Sony's been left completely out of the conversation around E3. Totally. Um, no one's talking about them. And does that, that hurt or, or or hurt them or not? Right. Does it hurt them to basically have nothing said about them versus like, oh, that was an underwhelming Sony you well, know, presentation? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, so, like, maybe they were like, hey, our press conference is, isn't going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, like subpar this year. Fine. Everyone was subpar this year. So yeah. it didn't doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. Maybe And and I'm like, did you make that decision because you were afraid you were going to be subpar this year? Yeah. Um. Could, I mean, the money behind it, too, of like, oh, the, the investment of like sure. how much it takes to put on that type of a show, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, the thing is, I don't... Yes, Sony's huge, though, and yeah. people uh, and companies like Microsoft would not do and have the presence they have. EA, even. Like, because Sony didn't... Yeah. Ha- they didn't even have to do... If they, if they were like, hey, we're not going to be on the show floor, we're going to do our own Sony play or whatever mm-hmm. it's called... They could have totally done that. Yeah, I mean that's what EA's done. Yeah, and I, I, I honestly think that like it served them well doing EA play, even though that was long mm-hmm. and it was like it was weird, but it it served my needs. Like, sure, maybe you only have five games here, but like I was, yeah. uh, I'm definitely more excited. I'm definitely more excited about their games having had them talk about them. Yes, and and for the first time ever. Um, I talked about this a little bit. I referenced this a little bit, but like I, for the first time ever, I am excited to play a Madden game mm-hmm. based on the like X abilities they were talking about. Yeah, where you're basically like these are your superpowers. Right. That's that's freaking awesome. It's really cool. And like never before, always you know they usually bring like some random you know football player on on stage, and you know they show a cinematic trailer and talk about some kind of career mode. Mm-hmm. I'm like whatever. But like that, actually, the talking them talking about those abilities and diving deep into it for a half hour mm-hmm. actually made me want to play that game. Yeah. Same thing, kind of with with FIFA, where they're talking about like, hey, most people play soccer across around the world. Yeah. You know, in the streets, and uh, so we're bringing that to FIFA. I'm like, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, I I don't know if I don't it, want to play The Sims though. Oh no, of course. I mean, well, no I mean, desire. Like The Sims has, is huge. Has a massive like yeah. player base. I just I, since last Sims I played was like the first one, yeah, <laughs> you know, first one. Um, but yeah, like the uh, the idea of even it, if it's underwhelming, like thinking about like the things that underwhelmed me in the conferences, like where okay, so Fire Emblem Three Houses, really strange story trailer that like did not do anything to make me excited about that game. Yeah. But at the same time, it made like that fact that it was underwhelming made me look up and be like, well, okay, what is this game then? Like, is it, is it, is it something I'm still interested in? Yeah. And it made me look up more about it. And it's like, oh, there's 30 minutes of gameplay. Let me watch. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's right up my alley. So, like, it's having been negative news or having a negative reaction to something, still at the very least, I'm having a reaction to it. Whereas, yeah. like, with Sony, it's like, I just, none of those games even register right anything. now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then that, that kind of brings up a, a good point. So I think there's this weird in-between now between having the big press conference, but then also taking time to talk about the things that you want to talk about and dive deep into things. Because, yeah, like, you know, Microsoft had that podcast with Major mm-hmm. Nelson and Inside Xbox and then um, Nintendo right after their their uh, uh, press or their direct, they had the treehouse. Yeah, they went and into they sh- the Nintendo, like the play uh, Pokemon stuff, which I was like, oh man, this looks amazing. Right, and, and I'm like, why was why was this not in 
the press conference in some way. Mm-hmm. EA Play doing these extended deep dives, and maybe that's more the speed of what E3 should be now. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I find as a consumer, find more value in those types of deep dives. Yeah, than I do in a you know, indie hype reel. Yeah. I mean, both both uh, Microsoft <laughs> and Nintendo did that. Yeah, or like, a really, really confusing story trailer where you're like, what? Yeah, like... I'd rather just see a deep dive into the gameplay. Do yeah, that. Just tell me you what know? this is. You yeah. know, like... And I will say, though, I don't necessarily like having the marching these devs one after another out on... Like, Square Enix did that. That was mm-hmm. all they did. Yeah. Like, they did that to death. Yeah. Um. And they weren't the only ones, but like the, every single, like, okay, we're going to show this trailer. Now this other person is going to come out and talk about this game. Now this other person is going to come out and talk about this game. Yeah. And now we're going to show another trailer. I'm like, good night, man. Yeah. Like none of this is what I want. Yeah. And then, you know, I think a deep dive would have served Square Enix a little bit better because like, I again, their biggest game of uh, Avengers, having watched their trailer, like I still don't still don't know what the game is right, you know right, and there's right. people who are writing articles about what that game is and stuff but why not just show that why not just have somebody sit there for 20 minutes and show me what this game is right well and uh, you know as this uh, uh, on inside Xbox Phil mentioned that you know this has become more I think they asked him how to, no this is major Nelson sorry uh, he asked him how does he view e3 now and he said well you know it used to be a, a literal uh, trade show where you were talking to um, uh, buyers who were going to buy your product and then it turned into more of a press thing and now like honestly I kind of view this as a consumer facing event now yeah. um, because there are consumers here there are more like more consumers watch than ever mm-hmm. to me the closed behind closed doors demo that you're not allowed to show gameplay from mm-hmm and you're just going to like the they're going to walk out of that room and do a write up on why not just show the rest of it rather than have someone yeah. the, the press describe these things to us mm-hmm. why not just show us yeah <laughs> like what does that serve i don't know what the pur- the purpose that that serves anymore who does that protect yeah. and from what well and i think about like the 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 content that i have consumed from news outlets so like ign it's all hands-on kind of stuff like i've watched like ign basically had it has had a television show going their entire like during the the business hours yeah the entirety of e3 and like i've watched a lot of that like i've just been like oh let's just pop this in and they're like they have every 30 minutes they have like a new developer and they're talking about a different game show and gameplay talking about the systems and then they move on to the next one so it's like that's the kind of content that i like to consume from rather than the write-ups of behind closed doors demos yeah it's interesting I know, and that's I'm um, just like I don't know how this is necessarily helping your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, me reading someone describe how Avengers plays, yeah, how has that helped me be more excited or eventually purchase your game? Yeah, inform your purchase somehow. Whether it's like, oh no, that's not for me, or yes, that is for me. Right. Yeah. And, and if you're showing it to people, just show it to, to everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously in a state where you're okay with some people seeing it, right? But you know. So I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, it's. I think E three's in a in a in a weird spot. I think mainly because of that transition to being a consumer facing thing, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it will kind of even out here in the next couple of years, and we'll figure out okay, what is the best way to do E three? Mm-hmm. Um, what I what I hope does not continue 
is just stretching out the announcements now into the weeks before. Yeah. Where you know we have a Google press conference the week yeah. before, and we have you know these specific game announcements. I'm mean, gonna come on, just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, let's 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 figure this out. I mean, and maybe it serves people people well. Maybe they see like results from that. Well, I'm sure, like you, Google, you know, they, maybe they were afraid of getting buried if they oh, yeah. stuck their press conference in with everybody else. You know? Yeah, but. definitely. I mean, I definitely think that's probably why they did theirs within, and that was the first one, and they announced it with within the week, like six days before right. they actually did it. So it was a very very fast kind of a turnaround on there. Yeah. Um, you want to run down some of the predictions that we did? Oh yeah, let's run down the predictions, then we'll so, go for the twenty games coming out in twenty twenty. That's right. So we've got the predictions. I predicted a Splatoon three did not happen. Um, you predicted new hardware reveal, um, and they definitely did that. Two new hardware reveal. That's right. Um, but uh, you also predicted Halo Infinite on the new hardware, and that's what we got. We got Halo Infinite on the new hardware. Um, I predicted that Ubisoft would talk seriously about game streaming. They did not do any of that. Mm. I was, however, surprised that they were the conference that talked about television and movies more than any of the other conferences. Who? Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft, yeah. Which I'm actually excited about uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rob McElhenney's new TV yep. show. Looks hilarious. It looks hilarious. And then also, I, I was, I'm excited and have been excited about the, uh, the, uh, the Division movie mm. um, yes. on Netflix now. Uh, yeah, the, the the fact that it's on Netflix makes me a little less excited. Agreed. But I love Jessica Chastain and um, Jake Gyllenhaal. I agreed. Agreed. Um, we also have. I predicted that Ubisoft would reveal a strange partnership with Nintendo. None of that happened. No. Very surprised about that. And Microsoft did not show up on their stage at all, uh, or them on Microsoft's stage. That's that's true. However, Microsoft uh, did have uh, Minecraft Dungeons is being released on yes. Nintendo Switch, which I'm very excited about. Yes. That. I think that's going to be a cool place to play it. And Banjo and Kazooie, Banjo and Kazooie are coming to Smash. That's right, dude. I that's a hilarious one. Like the fans have been so in for that, yeah. like all along the way, and now they finally have it. I love um, it. Yeah, like I think that was like another big disappointment of like, okay, you've told us that you're working with Nintendo, mm-hmm. you're doing back end stuff to get Xbox Live on the Switch, you've talked about game streaming, mm-hmm. and like, I. My question is, when will we see the fruits of any of that work? Yeah, like so. I think, um, I think it was. Oh man, I, again, I'm I'm getting things mixed up. It was one of the interviews with my with uh, Phil Spencer, and he was talking about game streaming specifically. And I like his approach. It's just not a very clear approach. Mm-hmm. In that he was like, "We want to. We have we have it working back there. You know, XCloud working back there, and it's gonna you know go into basically a soft launch mm-hmm. uh, this October." Like we basically want to see how people are using it and respond to that, so that let you play and use this how you want to, rather than us tell you how we need you to use this. Interesting. Which which I love that approach. Yeah. But it also like doesn't sell it to me. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's really blurry Mm -hmm. in that it's like, well, then how am I? How am I? How can I see myself using this? Exactly. It's almost too pro consumer. Yeah. Why don't you tell me how how (laughs) How I how am I supposed to use? Yeah. How should I be expected to use this? Like, in what situations could I use? Could I use this? You know, I feel like uh, what we're looking for is the moment where they did the the switch reveal where Karen was playing Switch on the rooftop party. Yeah. Yeah, You know, we need a Karen playing 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 X Cloud on because on a rooftop party. Because honestly. um, on Bethesda's stage, when yeah. they showed someone playing Doom on it's their true. phone, that was a better demo of game streaming <laughs> than Microsoft has ever done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. We need we need our Karen, Chris. Yeah, we need we need Xbox. But, and I know Karen. people got their hands on it. Yeah, so, but like, why not? Again, why make that a you know 
off camera, yeah, almost behind closed doors kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of wanted, I kind of would like maybe Phil has walked out and he's playing Halo Infinite on his phone or that something. Would, yeah, like, that yeah, would that'd been, be amazing. That'd be like well, the way. And, and he did, he did, you know, on uh, the uh, the everyone should go listen to this Major Nelson podcast. Yeah, but um, he did, he did tell a story um, about uh, whenever he uh, he recently took a trip to Africa and he was inside a taxi that was connected to internet via LTE antenna, and so he connected to that taxi's internet and was like, hmm, I wonder if I can play XCloud uh, from here. So he connects to it back in the server, like in New Jersey or something like that, hmm. and he's like, no one would play it because it's so laggy. But I was I was definitely connected and I was and I was playing it. But what happens when the server is here? Yeah. And the thing that um, I thought was inter- really interesting that I uh, talked about um, and brought up to uh, Fulton is that he made the point that there are people in in the, in, in the world like like in Africa who wouldn't have the um, the money the resources to go buy a gaming PC mm-hmm. or an Xbox. Mm-hmm. But whenever we create XCloud and put a server in there. Uh, region mm-hmm. then they do yeah and i'm like that blew my mind i was like i haven't because i didn't even think about that and i yeah. and then i was like well, what about all the the non-gaming applications of that mm-hmm. word processors and um you know just like any kind of program that they are wanting to use i like i think it makes me be, really think that streaming is more of the future than we've been anticipating and and in the fact of like i think think that because i think phil's thinking that way agreed well i mean even phil like a few weeks ago he put out an awesome blog post about um how gaming is for everyone and about how like he's like you know it's it's it used to be had a very specific subset of people were like what you would target for marketing on gaming he's like but nowadays he's like you have a wide age range and he's like you have people worldwide he's like there's a not no language kind of it's everywhere and it's every age group because people have now grown up with it and now people are you know entering like retirement and it's like they're gamers and so and how gaming and the microsoft's idea of the future of gaming is to allow all of those people to play gaming you know, to, to, to still game mm-hmm. for, at a reasonable mm-hmm. way and so like that's you're right like opening basically being like okay this is like the blue ocean strategy if you want to put it there where it's like oh let's just open all the doors for people who were unable to get consoles before because i think about even um I think people have written into like some of the podcasts I listened to where like they import consoles from the U S and the import cost is so high because like they can't manufacture like they just can't buy them in their own country. Yeah. But the import cost is so ridiculously high. What's the one game that I want to, you know, what's the reason for me to buy this console? And, uh, and so, but if you're, insert streaming there where it's like oh i can stream this on my phone you don't have the import cost anymore right so it's like wow the barrier, the barrier to entry is really low yeah and i think what uh what i really like is the fact that people like phil like we uh, us and we've brought it up before like the gaming press brings up like we're all stuck on like well the internet's not fast enough yeah. phil's not even he doesn't even care <laughs> no. about that like he's he's like it's not even there. He's thinking like ten steps ahead of that yeah, yeah. too, because he knows that eventually the, the marketplace will will force everyone to catch up. Yeah, and there won't be data caps, and there will be uh, enough broadband for everyone. Mm-hmm. It'll like it, the marketplace will force that. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, we're like not like no one will be able to use anything on the internet anymore. Right. Um. 
And so, like, once that happens, though, what is that situation? Right. That's, like, where their mind's at and his mind's at. Yeah, and you think about, like, the the situation of, like, oh, well, there's no internet in, in certain areas or whatever. Like, you think about people um, like Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, like, where he's like, oh, well, we had this plane fly over this area of, of you know, the middle of nowhere yeah. in Africa. And it's like, well, we were beaming internet down to them for the first time ever. Yeah. And, well, you dude, know, so, th- so there are other, <laughs> I'm saying there are other people who are thinking, like, totally. along the lines of, like, let's get everyone connected dude just this week and and they they are one of i think i was doing some research in this because i was like well this is crazy uh j- just this week's um i think it was this week or last week spacex and um launched their first few what they're calling constellation sat- satellites mm-hmm. and so their goal is to have uh up around twelve thousand satellites in the sky so that no matter where you're at on the face of the earth, you can access internet through those satellites. Yeah. And they look crazy flying over right now. Like they freaked people out. They thought it was UFOs because mm. it's like 30 satellites like traveling right like next to each other. Like so that it looks like Whoa. just these dots like going in, in unison. Like they're not – they're all spaced out evenly. And so you just see these like dots flying over and people were like freaking out about yeah. it. Um, and like the idea is that – there would be enough of them going around the whole globe to create a situation where they can provide internet anywhere. So first of all, that's amazing <laughs> and wild. Second of all, you mean I'm going to have to be looking at satellites every night whenever I look up on the sky? That's like- the other, so that's how, what, kind of what got me into it was because I saw some <laughs> kind of post from uh, maybe the Planetary Society or yeah. some, it was some astronomy yeah. uh, group <laughs> and they were like, they are literally going to ruin the night sky. Yeah, you're never going to be able. You're not going to look up and not see a satellite. That blows my mind. I know that, that I don't think. And, that, I'm, and I'm kind of like, ah, that's kind of right. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, and, Chris. And, like the only solution that like apparently Elon like uh, um, tweeted out is like uh, I sent an email to the uh, to the um, guys working on these to be like, hey, use a less reflective paint. Come on, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Come on, Elon, it's the sun. It's the, how are you gonna make the sun not reflect off your stupid yeah. satellite? Yeah, come on. So I don't know. I mean, hmm. that aside, huh. but, and the thing is that, that, like, I don't know who regulates that and how do they regulate it and all right. that kind of stuff. But and, and SpaceX is not even the only people. There's like no, three I'm or sure. four other companies yeah. that have plans to make what they're calling these satellite constellations. There's also like a concern, like, well, you're putting so much crap up there. Yeah, they're all gonna hit like. Eventually, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, this is like this is like uh, <laughs> this is like gravity. Yeah, what's the uh, what was the movie that was like? Oh, we have all these satellites that control the weather. Like, and then oh, the, it was yeah, a disaster yeah. movie. Yeah, who knows? It's gonna be I like mean, that, but Skynet. with but with internet. It's also you know? Skynet. Yeah, that's right. Know? Like that's the just bring down all these. You know, I mean, you have one solar flare. <laughs> it's like all these satellites yeah. are coming down. Anyway, that's a tandem. But to your point, yes, yeah. people are, are are figuring out the problem that we're all like we're all stuck on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's interesting. Like and and like you said, the the market will dictate like how how fast and yeah. how like how much that 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 works. And and one providing a product that people want, yeah. that requires a certain speed, uh-huh. is the first step in people being like, "Hey, internet provider, you're not doing well enough. I'm going to move over to this other one or whatever." Yeah, there's. I mean, it's a it's the same reason why places uh, companies like I think it's Sprint. Like uh, your any time you use Netflix or something like that, it doesn't use your data, right? Because they know that. Well, eventually we'll get to a point where, like, hey, if you're using Stadia, mm-hmm. it won't use your data, right? Or Microsoft XCloud or whatever the thing is. Agreed. In Agreed. order to sell it to their customers. Yeah. So back to back to the predictions. We have Microsoft. You said that Microsoft dates the XCloud beta, and mm. it was later this year. Yeah. 
And totally right. Wow. And just and in, so for who, select regions. So, so who, did I get all? Oh, mine you got right? pretty much all of yours right. <laughs> and I got pretty much all of mine did wrong. I, was it because I was too safe? Was um, I too safe? No, you weren't too safe. I think that it's like it's they were uh, more obvious. They were like more like, hey, yeah, this is totally gonna happen, uh, okay. and they totally happened. So. Okay. Um, and then uh, I said Ori 2, out now. Not no. out now, but we have a date now. And it's, um, and it's a year later than I wanted it to right. be. I also said also coming to, like Ori 1 would be coming to Nintendo Switch. That didn't happen. I still want that to happen. I, I want that to happen, too. I'm just going to predict that one until like it actually happens. Okay. Kind of like um, I, I'm doing with Reddit Redemption 3. 100%. Um, that's it. That's our predictions, man. All right. All right, so I want to run down real quick. This is, from, um, this is a list from IGN by Colin Stevens, and he listed out... Uh, every um, uh, blah, 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 blah. wait, what is this? Yeah, these are all the. Oh, uh, sometimes they write the dumbest intros. They're we'll talk about 2019 in the intro, but they're this is the it's confirmed games coming in 2020. I'm just gonna run down, down this list. I like it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps coming February 11th, 2020. Gods and Monsters. That was a uh, Nintendo Switch. No, that was. Where was that? Where did we see that? I'm gonna find out. Uh, that was on Ubisoft. Ubisoft, I yeah. It looks fantastic as yeah, well. Oh yeah, it's, it's, for, that it's for everything. Uh, February 25th, 2020. Fantasy Final Fantasy VII remake, March 3rd, 2020. Watch Dogs Legion, March 6th, 2020. Animal Crossing: New Horizons, March 20th, 2020. Which looked really fun. Like it looks like a you know survivally crafty. Yeah, I, dude. I, I could be into that. I mean, I, I've never played an Animal Crossing Me game. Me neither. But, yeah. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, coming in March 2020. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, early 2020. Rainbow Six Quarantine, early 2020. Trials of Mana, early 2020. Cyberpunk 2077, April 16, 2020. Marvel's Avengers, May 15, 2020. Dying Light 2, Q2, 2020. Minecraft Dungeons, another game that I'm like, I want to play this. Agreed. And apparently, I haven't read it yet. There, I saved an article earlier today from somebody who did another hands-on demo mm. um, that says there was building in it. Like, you Ooh. can craft and build in this. I know, like, the idea of it being procedurally generated, I, initially I was like, oh, man, I don't know about that. Cause, but like, some, Minecraft But is. it's Minecraft. Yeah. So it's like, this is it, totally. it conceptually, like, makes sense, and it will be fun because uh-huh. it's Minecraft. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, spring 2020. Outriders, summer 2020. Halo Infinite, Holiday 2020, mm-hmm. Carrion 2020, <laughs> uh, Destroy All Humans Remake 2020, Empire of Sin 2020, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga 2020, No More Heroes 2020, Persona 5 Royal 2020 Worldwide, what does that even mean? Pokemon Sleep 2020, Psychonauts 2 2020, Tales of Arise 2020, Way to the Woods, twenty twenty, dude. This is too many games. I mean, that's I'm done. But the Persona thing, <laughs> going back to whenever it said worldwide, Persona Five or the Persona games typically uh, release in Japan first. Well, that's dumb. And then they repl- really they get translated elsewhere. And yeah, then, yeah. So that one is worldwide. It's because it's Good. a basically a uh, ultimate edition of Persona Five. Mm. So mm. not not really a new game. So mm. it's already been translated mm. everywhere else. So nice. Yeah, dude, there's lots of lots of interesting and early the early 2020 ones are the interesting ones around like man, like March and and uh April like and even February. February, March, April are huge next year. Yeah. Which blows my mind like just a little bit. Yeah. So and I guess that's just like you said because like the next gen consoles are coming out, everybody wants to get their game out right before the next gen consoles want to come out. Yeah. I don't know. 
So I, I mean, I don't know. Like it's it's a it's a weird time. It is. I, I am interested this summer uh, when if we get into like July or whatever, we always kind of talk about like, hey, what games are we actually going to play this fall? This year. Like, and uh, and I will be interested to get into that a little bit because yeah. I I'm not sure yet. Like, there's a lot of games I mean, coming out this fall too. Definitely Star Wars. I'm definitely interested in the new Call of Duty. I mean, th- yeah. that was another game that wasn't there. Right. That. Usually, like they talk about in some capacity. I mean, it would have been at because they have to deal with uh, Sony. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that works. Where it's like, oh, they normally would talk about it at Sony's conference because Sony is their marketing partner. But it's like, well, your marketing partner didn't show up to the party, so apparently they can't get talked about. Which I mean, again, if I was, you know, like if I was Call of Duty, I'd be like kind of bummed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why they made all that noise before E3. Right. Again, they were another game that came out front and like did this big release and reveal before E3. It's true. Um, it's also interesting with, uh, like, this fall, like, Destiny, like, you know, potentially getting back into Destiny if I want to, like, because that, that all looks really appealing. And and uh, Death Stranding is another one that I'm like, I, yeah. I really want to pick that one up. Yeah, real quick, um, before we uh, mm. before we uh, end the show, like, yeah, let's talk, like, Destiny looks, I think the things that they're doing is, is really interesting. Yeah. It's still really confusing. It and, is. And, like, there was a Jason Schreier um, did a... Uh, uh, a podcast with him apparently that you know he was having to drag all the answers out of him. You know, of like course. he didn't answer my question. You know, like <laughs> which which like this is the thing. My whole thing with Bungie is like even though they they split from Activision, they we still have to deal with Bungie talking to us. Yeah, and it's still like a really like they're very cagey about things. A lot Real of times, cagey, and, and I'm I like, don't know why? And I'm like, like because I know I don't either because we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. We're gonna like eventually we are gonna find out how this works. Things like hey, do I have to buy? Uh, like if I buy the expansion once on console, yeah. now that it's cross progression, does that mean I own it over on another console? Right. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. So just tell us no. Yeah. Don't be all weird about it because we're gonna figure it out eventually anyway. And then we're just frustrated because it took us so long to get the actual answer. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if it's bad news, like getting it out of the way, like just get it out. It's better. You know, it's like get let people like get come to terms with this where yeah. without like them being like, well, why'd you try to mislead me or something? Yeah. Like, and I used to know. think that was Activision, you know, being weird. No. It's, yeah. it's totally bungee. It seems like it's bungee. Yeah, because it's like a, there's they have no reason to hold any of this back now, no. um, other than just for their own s- secrecy. Yeah, um, it's very strange. Yeah, and then um, Ultimate Game Pass. We didn't talk about that at all. That's right. Uh, so um, right now they announced uh, Game Pass for uh, PC. Which I, it was interesting. Like I kind of thought that that had already like come to pass a little bit, but I think it was just the co ownership. Like you buy it on console and you have it on PC as well. Yeah, there, there's cross cross buy, but they had and they had um, said that they were going to bring it to PC, mm-hmm. but it hadn't launched yet. Yeah, and there were like no details of what that would be. Like yeah. honestly, until this press conference, a lot of people thought that it would be included in the price of Game Pass. Like just you just buy Game Pass, you just get it. Yeah, yeah, um, and. Uh, but I understand why it's separate in that, like, there are, you know, going to be different games on PC that you want in Game Pass because they're PC games than are available in Xbox One Game Pass. Yeah. And so, like, I, t- I get it. Um, the deal that they have, though, like, with the $15 per month. Like, yeah. So it's 15 Which is bucks gold. a month. And both Game Passes. Yeah, and so you do that for 12 months, and that's $180. So yeah. you get Game Pass and your gold for $180. Um, so what that... like That's on a monthly price. That's on a monthly price. But like what it calculates to, if you buy a yearly uh, Xbox Live Gold membership, yeah. that's $60 bucks right. for that. 
and that's off of like it's it's a lot off of the monthly price. The monthly price is ten dollars or whatever like per month if you do it all like a la carte every month. Right. And uh, if you do Game Pass, it's ten dollars a month. Right. So like you do the math on that, it's like li- this is literally the best monthly price for Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. So if you were going to have both of those, yeah, you might as well do the fifteen dollars a month membership there because totally. it's the best price on Gold you're going to get. Even if you do yearly. Exactly. Yeah. Like even if you pay all at once right now for you know your yearly membership there, yeah. it's like oh this is uh you know you're saving lots of money there. So totally. yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, which is I mean I'm interested. In, I mean I love Game Pass. Yeah. I have I and I bought like a I don't know I bought like on sale I bought some like uh, yeah. two six month cards or whatever from Amazon. Right. Um and that's the only way that like I could see even like it working, but that was to get people in. Yeah. And so, I mean, th- they used to have those kinds of deals on Xbox Live cards, and those don't, don't even really Yeah, those exist don't really anymore. exist anymore. Yeah. Even so, at, on like, uh, on like, Black Friday. Thanksgiving, Black Friday, like they yeah. don't have that great of, uh, of deals on Xbox yeah. Live anymore. I mean, honestly, I'd rather pay one fee and get all the things that I want rather than have to break it up into different subscriptions anyway. Yeah. Well, and it being a monthly fee allows you to cancel at any time. Whereas, like, if you have a yearly, oh, then, I've already but, spent yeah, but then that you gotta money. Cancel gold. Well, that's true. Which I'm but, never canceling. But I mean, you, I, you know, it's uh, it, if you wanted to, like, oh, all of a sudden, just like, oh, I'm not going to use my console yeah. at all for the next month or whatever, you could cancel it if you wanted to. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting process. They they're really pushing hard yeah. into that. Subscription, which is I mean, they have, which is the way it goes. They announced that you know thirty games were coming to Game Pass first in they all this, good. this conference. Yeah, they, I mean, honestly, Game Pass is a no brainer these days. Yeah, a lot of them were games that I probably would have picked up, um, like anyway by themselves, and still might if I buy them on Switch rather than Xbox. But it's like with them being in Game Pass, it's like well that the price of that game, half of the price of that game would be a month of Game Pass, totally. and I can play both of those games in. You know, so it's like you save yeah. like forty bucks, fifty bucks. So. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. What are we talking about next week, John? That's a good question. What do we have coming up? I know we have like some reviews coming up. I um, mean, uh, so there was something that came out this weekend. I know Toy Story Four is coming out sometime soon. Something. Came, what came out? Toy this Story weekend? Four comes out next week. Men in Black if International to... came out, but it is, apparently is terrible. Um, which is, is disappointing because I do maybe because everyone thought that uh, Dude, yeah. Dark Phoenix was bad. So. Dude, Dark Phoenix is so good. So everyone good. should go see that movie. Go see that movie. My goodness. Um, yeah, so maybe I, I mean, I, I love Ben and Black, so I'll probably go see that. Maybe, I really maybe, love, yeah. maybe, maybe we review it. That'd be, that'd uh, what is next week, uh, though? Toy Story 4 comes out next week, so next if week, we wanted to see Toy that. Story 4. So, yeah, I think that's... Crash a, Team Racing Nitro Fueled comes out as well. It's a game. Interesting. I mean, that's that's the uh, the remake of uh, Crash Team Racing, and it looks fantastic. Mm. Looks gorgeous. Also, Billie Eilish is at the Ascendant Amphitheater. Nice. That night. That sold out so fast. I know. And uh, I actually have a friend who lives like where you can see into the. Mm. Uh, so if you want it, you know, we should go podcast from there tomorrow <laughs> next week. <laughs> really, I mean, you could literally. She's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, literally, like you can hear pretty much everything. And, That's amazing. Know, so anyway, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, you can find us online at standtargetpodcast dot com on social at standtargetpod. On uh, and, and John at John Wright seven seven seven. I'm doing this wrong. You just say on we, Twitter. No, we, no, we, social we, through no, me. We, we changed this. Because our socials are all the same. That's true. And uh, Fultron doesn't have Twitter. So we right. literally changed okay. it last episode okay. without consulting you. Okay, that makes sense. But it threw me for a loop yeah, there yeah, for a second. Th- so I'm going to do one more time. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. though. Because, again, like Instagram is my most active social true, media. True. Same, so same here. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. All the, the socials. The socials. 
socials at Chris Wright 250 and John Wright 777 and at Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. I will be posting some photos uh, of our vacation. Like yeah, I saw some really cool ones last week. Yeah, we have a bunch of like really great photos. Yeah, and uh, I'll be posting like welcome we'll, to my we'll, life. John. We'll be like posting those after the fact. I, I like uh, the past couple years. I've like if you look back. I used to post a lot more. Yeah. And like last year, I posted like maybe eight photos total. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have enough to do the year. The top like, nine. Top nine. Yeah. yeah. I was like, in fact, this is literally every That's post funny. I posted. I love it. It's not a top nine if it's every post. Yeah. The uh, the funny but thing I take is, so many pictures, John. But but see, the thing is, I like, consider myself a photographer. As with, um, see, but then are you a photographer? Or are you an Instagrammer? So you're a photographer, not an Instagrammer. True. So. There's a big difference. Well, maybe I need to become an Instagrammer. I mean, that's the thing. Is like you, the 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 magic is whenever you're both. Yeah. I'm an Instagrammer and a photographer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, we've talked about how like the photos app, the fact that like I literally now have all of my photos that I've taken since 2016 in my photos app. Yeah. It basically is now the place that I go to where I'm like, where was I the day of whatever you know? Like, <laughs> what was I? You know, when was that that we were at? You know, that one yeah. restaurant or whatever. So I'll just like. It's I, I have very few reasons to personally go to social media except to share it with other people. And that's where I get into the troubles. I forget to share the photos mm. with other people. You know? So um, you recently put everything in, in, in iCloud, basically, right? It's, it, yeah, it's in, it's, in iPhone, it's in photos, basically. I, yeah. But does it take up iCloud space? Uh, yes. So Amazon, I'm, I'm investigating this. Amazon mm-hmm. recently announced that if you're a Prime subscriber, they have an unlimited photo Ooh. storage original like they, they won't because uh for a while um they would basically save a lower res version of your photo and it wasn't the original file mm. they're gonna they will save your original file unlimited storage if you're a prime member now Ooh. so i need to figure out like, so amazon had like. the like they would save a lower quality photo yes interesting because yes. i know with, with uh apple like they'll keep the the high quality photo in the cloud yes, all the they time do. And, yes yeah um, you don't have to store it on your phone, the whole file, until you click on the photo. Then it and downloads. I think the whole Google thing. Photos was was saving some kind of different file as well. Interesting. Yeah, and so that's why I never did that. But yeah, this interests me. That does it. That's that's super interesting and uh, and appealing too, because I know like I'm chewing through the uh, the cloud storage just in general. Like whenever I did all of that, you know, I was yeah. I was kind of worried. I'm at like 25 percent, 30 percent of no, the bad. two terabytes or whatever that they give you. Yeah. Or I might be more fine. than that at this point. Might be halfway at this point, but. It's still like it's it's a concern. Where it's like, oh, they'll probably up the amount that of data before I reach that point. Yeah. But if I were to reach that point, I need a solution. So yeah. that might be a good solution. Cool. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.